Hello, boys and girls out there, my little monsters. Welcome to another episode of No Dwarfers Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and hopefully everybody had a great day today and doing well, safely driving home while you may be listening to this and or being home while you're settling, having a glass of wine and just unwinding from a very full day. Hopefully you're hearing our voice and you're feeling good and you're relaxed. And I want to welcome our guests tonight in our studio. And Lisa, welcome. How are you tonight? Hi, Jay. Good night. Good night, all. Good night, listeners. Yes. And we want to let Lisa know to all our avid listeners out there that there's nothing for her to be nervous about. <laughs> so she can feel as relaxed as possible. And as you know, it's girls' night. It's always going to be a girls' night, or sometimes. And for everybody out there, just have a nice glass of wine. And when you hear something that you agree with, just take a sip for us. And we'll go from there. So, Lisa, how have you been doing? I've been fine. I'm, you know, good days and bad days. How are you managing in this pandemic? The big question. I am coping like everybody else. Um, Sometimes I get a little crazy, but... Stir crazy. Stir crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy on the shopping, ladies and gentlemen. I know that we're all in, you know, isolated times, but let's just still think about our finances. We don't want to burden it all out there on the internet. Shopping. So just before we get started, I just want to remind you guys that you can always give us a call at 631-629-8311, or you can reach us at toll-free 833 Six eight nine five five zero zero. So Lisa and I are in the studio tonight, and we are going to take it down for you folks. We are going to get into the nitty gritty, and you know we like to get to the nitty and the gritty here at No Doorvers Podcast. And tonight we are actually going to be talking about real life situations, as we do in all our shows. If, if you've been listening, and for our new listeners as well. But tonight we are going to talk about one topic that. Sometimes people don't want to talk about divorce. Lisa, how are you feeling about this topic tonight? Well, I think I have a lot to share. Okay, we want sharers because we learn and that's how we grow with each other and, uh, you know, as a nation and whatever. So let's start. Are you divorced? Yes, I am for the last three years. And is it safe to say congratulations? Or should I be saying condolences? Which one? I would say a little of both. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations also. Yeah. Yeah. So sadness mixed with joy, would you say? Yes. Okay. Get a little closer to the mic so our listeners can hear you loud and clear tonight. Yes. So definitely. Sadness and joy, folks, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that have been through this and possibly currently going through this divorce, separation, you know, undecisiveness as to where you want to take the next path of your life. And Lisa's here to share with us tonight some of her experiences and we'll all chime in. And if you have any questions, please give us a call 631-629-8311 if you want to expand on this topic at a later show. Or you can give us a call at 833-689-5500. So, Lisa, where do we start? I think when we think about divorce, or when we say that we're divorced, we treat it as if we are we have failed in something in life. Yes. And... Um, It's not that we've failed, especially if you've been the type of person to keep the family together or to keep the marriage together. Uh-huh. You do tend to think that you failed. But right. I guess the, the thing is, it's picking up the pieces after this, after all that has happened. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest part. Right. In the entire thing. Right. And we shouldn't look at it as a failure. Right. 
basically. Right. So take a drink. <laughs> and just to, you know, piggyback a little bit off of what she's saying and, you know, a lot of women or men in a situation like this or from what I've seen, you know, is that we're raised that the women takes care of the household. If you're an old fashioned, I mean, maybe the new generation or the new wave of thinking is not what you and I may see it as. But we're raised that woman takes care of the house, she keeps the marriage together, she keeps the kids well, and she keeps her husband happy. Cool. And that's driven in our heads, people, since we are of the understanding where we're talking about and our parents teach us about relationship or not. Because I know some families out there don't even address relationships. And pretty much we have to kind of learn it on our own. Would you say yes to that? I would. Definitely. So we're on the same page mm-hmm. with that at least. And, you know, feel free to add anything that you want into that. So I feel that with the beginning cultivating, I would say, of what we're, we're taught that we're supposed to design to be and contributors of life and how we're going to contribute... Marriage is like the ultimate hooray hurrah. Correct. So, what goes wrong? Tell me from your eyes. Well, you know the infidelities and the... You're still trying to stick with it because, you know, as you said, we were brought up to to make sure that, you know, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is... You want to grasp at everything you make sure that the family's your unit is together especially if you have kids mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're gonna do whatever it takes to keep the family together even right. if it means being subjected to being hurt over and over you forgive you forgive mm-hmm. over and over and then you realize that you know this is not how it should be Right. Because you're actually doing an injustice to not only yourself, but the other members of your family. Amen to that. Absolutely. And um, it's funny. Um, I have have three kids. I have a 26-year-old now. Mm -hmm. Um, My girls, I have twin girls. They are are 16. Mm -hmm. And... At that time, I think my daughter was like 13 or 14. And um, we were coming from a soccer game. And she said to me, she's like, Mom, um, why is it that um, we were discussing something? And she was like, Mom, why, were, why, are you in, why haven't, didn't you get the divorce earlier? So I turned to her and I said to her, "Um, because you guys are very important to me and I thought that you needed your father or a father figure in your Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. to, you know, I didn't want to make... true caring mom, people. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want that, uh, you know, for you. I wanted him to be there for you guys, whether it be... Just for show, or, but I thought that you know this is what you guys needed. Mm-hmm. So they're like, she was like, you know, what about your happiness? Mm-hmm. If you are unhappy and you know, I mean, I mean, I didn't have to sugarcoat. You know, right. she saw it herself. Right. You know, right. and she's like, you know, what about your happiness? Why didn't you leave him a long time ago? And I, I, I said to her, well, I was doing it for you guys. And she said to me, no, that's really wrong. Mm. And then I knew, I was like, if a 13-year-old can see that, right, this is wrong for me to see and, you know, take this abuse. Right. Uh, you know, then I should just, you know, that was my wake-up call, basically. Right. And for the guys out there, you know, boys and girls and little monsters that are listening, um, it just goes to show that kids. kids see more than we think that they see. And they feel 
more than we think that they feel. So, you know, perhaps if you're going through this situation and this is real time emotions, people, this is not, you know, we're not doing this for ratings and we're not just doing this to, you know, have conversation. This is real life people issues. Um, We really got to be more attentive to our kids and how they're feeling about things. So, you know, that must have been like a, a, a shocker it's for a you. Rude, it was a rude awakening. And not only that, um, in now time, mm-hmm. speaking to them, and I thought I was protecting them back then. And they were like, I'm not sure exactly where they saw or heard, but... They had this, um, there's this like, like a rally that comes on in school or a sharing of, of feelings uh, one day of the year. And, um, oh, I like it, that. Yeah, it, it was open for yeah. that. That would be great. And it's, op- it, it opened up their eyes to, to realize that they saw what was going on. Yeah. And they didn't know about it. It was like kind of hidden. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, now I remember when you guys used to fight. Or yeah. when you guys used to... And, yeah. I, and I thought I was hiding it so well. Yeah. And they were like, you know, Mom, I remember. I remember you guys fighting. You know? And I'm like, but I never fought in front of you. They're like, yeah, you did. Wow. You didn't realize that, but you did. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Wow. And, and it's also amazing to see, I mean, on any age level, I guess we can all attest to this for you guys listening out there, whatever age group you are. It's amazing how, as a human, we pretty much become numb to things. And we feel that blocking out the memory of it just is what helps us to heal and move on. But that's not necessarily the case. Because as the kids get older, these things just randomly come out. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing like people who have been sexually abused or emotionally abused or physically abused. It it tends to manifest itself sometimes as a later part in life. So, you know, we really need to pay close attention to... And that really, when they said to me that, you know, all this, they, they... This now that they're older, they're now remembering. Yeah, and I'm like, really, and I tried so hard to hide it. Yeah, you yeah. know, thinking that I was protecting them. Yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, it, it's been hidden, and now it's been revealed. Yeah, and for the ladies out there um, who've been in this situation, and like I mentioned before, currently going through it, or perhaps trying to decide what side of, you know, your path you want to choose, you know, we go through a lot as women. We go through a lot as women to sacrifice. Sometimes, you know, we lose a lot of ourselves as who we are as individuals and as a woman because we're so busy trying to, how do I want to say this, give to make your partner happy. Because sometimes we're under the notion that if your partner is happy, that means you're happy. But that may not be the case, people, you know, and, you know, dealing with relationships and going through infidelity. And, you know, even if it's not physical infidelity, right, it could be just emotional, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Because this is just such an intense topic, folks. You know, just someone that did you wrong. Complete disrespect, you know, the non-caring, the non-feeling of your feelings. It's amazing how much as humans we tolerate to give of ourselves to make other people happy around us. So, you know, definitely can understand the sacrifices and why. But Lisa's here tonight, folks, just to really let you know that don't let it be about the kids. Don't let it be about for the sacrifice of your kids while you're doing it. 
because ultimately you are setting an example for them of what type of humans they'll be in their adult life and what they will feel is tolerable or not. Right. So let's change that path of, you know, the thinking. And again, I can't blame Lisa and not at all because a lot of it come from our parents and how we were raised and your parents really, you know, and if you guys were listening to our previous episodes in terms of what we learn as a parent, there's no playbook to this. We can only teach them what we know and what we've been taught. And that's how it goes to our ancestors back. So let's try to figure out a way where we can change that cycle. And now, Lisa, just tell me. So you're a mom of three. I know you're a full-time worker. And you still find time to give each individual love and attention to your children. How are they now as kids and, you know, in their own way, in their own right? Well, they have... They, they are all, all three of them are different. Right. I mean, all of them. <laughs> they are. Thank God. Um, my son, I, I only have one complaint of him. He, right. He always knows. He knows everything. He knows everything. Well, he I mean, which everything. kid doesn't out there? Even at the age of ten, they <laughs> feel they know even it all. At the age of one, he doesn't know. <laughs> he's always been. I know. I know. I know. He doesn't take the time to listen. Right. But he's never gotten himself in trouble or anything. Right. He's been a good kid, but he's just he knows. He Amen knows. to that. So it's just a matter of you know. And do you think that now that you have this situation, which is probably not a situation because it's over three years. So I'm, I'm sure that you've learned to, you know, adapt yourself to a new way of thinking and a new way of... I do. Um, I think now um, my ex and I are not friends, but we 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 come together as, as far as for the kids. So co-parenting. We... It's getting of, there. It's getting there. That's a process in itself, I'm sure. I hear a lot of stories out there of... You know, co-parenting, it's like, you know, sometimes emotions get so involved that we forget about the kids and the premise of why we need to come together as a unit. So I I can only imagine that that's a process in itself. So, I mean, even when we were getting the divorce, I always encouraged him to make sure and come um, visit the kids and stuff like that, because it's so it's it amazes me that. They can just pick up the pieces and they can just move on and have a new life and a new... And then we, we're left to, you know, take care of the kids emotionally, mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. every, you know, every which way, every which manner. And they can live on, live their new life. Not that I'm... Maybe I'm a bit jealous. Yeah, but do you think that... And listen, we're humans, and but we're females. And I always say, women are from Mars, men are from Venus. However, people out there listening, and again, if you want to contribute or expand on this show topic, give us a call at 631-629-8311 or 833-689-5500. But do we really know if they're able to pick up the pieces and move on? Or is it just a facade? We don't know. And nor will we yeah, ever know. We wouldn't because they wouldn't divulge that to us at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Because just the same as we were raised as women to be the glue of the household, I'm sure they were, and I'm not speaking for every man out there, you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't think that we, you know, we, we have this thing all summed up. We're not man bashing. But, <laughs> oh no, sometimes we are just, sometimes we are, Lisa. Um, but do you think that they're raised that a man must always try to show manship, manhood, strength, and not show that they're falling by the wayside or falling apart. I mean, maybe it's just a facade and they do that because they just don't know how or they don't want to know how to allow emotions to take over. Do you think that's be fair in saying that that some people may have that some people not my but ex. not all okay not lisa's ex lisa's ex is just 
Yeah. He represents probably 85% of the population of men that have gone through divorce or separation in situations with their wives or girlfriends. So, um, here is a very serious question. Have you gotten the opportunity to let, and not just for you, Lisa, but even some for some of our listeners out there who've been through it, whether it's three years, five years, or it's fresh, maybe not so much for the fresh ones, but have you been able to actually express to the person that have caused you the hurt how they put you through or what they put you through? Have you gotten to that, that point? That is a great question because actually it hasn't been a week ago or about a week, a week and a half ago. Actually, Thanksgiving night. Okay. I had a, um, let's see what, how should I put it? Uh, a meltdown. Okay. And that's okay. We have meltdowns every day. I probably have about five meltdown a day, people. So it's completely normal. I had a panic attack, a meltdown because I... I thought it was unfair. Uh-huh. That and I and I came to the conclusion that I needed to tell him uh-huh. and speak to him. Uh-huh. And I wanted to do it right there and then, but I said I would do it on a face to face level. I needed to tell him what he did to me and right. how I felt. Right. And what predicament he left me in. Right. And I still I I, I I'm marking the day that I can speak to him and and tell him how I felt because I think it'll 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 make a difference. It'll make a difference for your healing. From that, exactly. And question is, how positive are you that it will make a difference for your healing? I am I am very positive because I just need to let it out. I just need to let him know what he did, okay, and how he made me feel, mm-hmm. and how I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't, I feel like I can't move on. I can't, it, it's it's a scary feeling that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, not that I, I relied on him for anything, but it, it's, it, it's, it's different when you don't have someone to say, oh, well, you know, I have to go to the mechanic tomorrow. And then someone to remind you, well, oh, don't forget this is so-and-so is the case. So, right, you know, right. Um, I'll share something with you. Um, on Saturday, I was at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And this lady was... Not that we're promoting Home Depot, people. <laughs> but we just want to let you know that we're normal folks. You know, we go here and there for home improvement stuff. So, Home, home Depot? Yeah. I don't own copyrights to your name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this lady was in the parking lot and she was trying to get some lumber in her little tiny car. So, I was telling her to put it she was like um i was like she was pressing down on the, the hatchback of her car and and i was like no the glass is gonna break so let's position this so she's like oh my god you're an angel where did you come from thank you so much my husband died a year ago and i just don't know what to do and somebody like said i know exactly what mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. exactly not that I lost someone, but it's like, you know, it was like losing someone. Yeah. It's, 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 and, and I always say this and people always sometimes will disagree. It's a grieving process. It's like someone dying. We don't wish that on any relationship and we're not saying that, you know, we wish you death, but people have to understand that when you've been in a, a bond or a union for many years, however long, and even if you're in it for a year or six months and you've been emotionally invested. Correct. And that doesn't work out, especially, I think it's more hurtful when you try to make it work out and it still doesn't work out. Correct. You have to be allowed a grieving process. Because it is a loss. And I don't know what the answer to that is, how to get over that part of the hump. Because 
like any relationship and we're human and I feel it and you feel it and he or she feels it. We go through, there's so many different tiers of emotion that, you know, when things like this happen, anger, I can assume, anger and confusion, always the first two to go together. Correct. And then the confusion leaves, the anger stays. And then with the anger, then comes regret. Regret with the anger. Okay? Then, I don't even know if we ever let go of the regret. We were actually talking about this in one of our past episodes is, you know, do we ever get over regret? Sometimes you don't. Some people say, hey, and again, look at the name of the show, No Do-Overs. Can you really do it over? If we had a chance to do it over, do I even really want to do it over? Because in my belief is my path is already set. And no matter which route I take now versus taking five years from now, it may still take me to that final destination of how it was designed for me to be on this planet. So, you know, just going back to the emotions, there's so many anger, there's hate, there's confusion, there's delusion for some people, you know, then comes the withdrawalness and and again, we're not doctors or psychiatrists here. We're not psychologists or psychiatrists, but we're just giving our, you know, human perspective on things. But nowhere in there, grief, grieving is ever a part of the emotion. Why aren't we allowed to feel that? Why aren't we allowed the time to let that part out? Any feedback on that? You know, in the beginning, you say, okay, you've signed on the dotted line. Mind you, you take one page to sign your marriage certificate, but 50 pages oh, to do your divorce. Probably 100 to do divorce. Not to <laughs> mention the emotional grief that comes with that. Exactly. It, it, it took a toll. It took a toll because you feel like you're blindsided. Yeah. Although you know that the relationship had its problems. Right. And, and especially if you were working you know, more than the other party to, you know, to keep that togetherness. togetherness. Yeah. You feel blindsided when the, the person just, you know, give up. And, and you're betrayed. Like, yeah. And you're like, you're giving up. And I'm here fighting yeah. for us. Yeah. And then you realize, what am I fighting for? Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you need time to grieve, especially... I mean, as you say, whether it's a day or a month or many years, I mean, but I've vested, but 20 something years. That's a pretty long time. 20 years of marriage and like 23 years together. Yeah, that's a pretty long time to give your emotion, you know, your heart, your soul, physically, everything. And to this one person. And, And you ask yourself, was it my fault? Right. Did I push him away? Was I just continuously, you know, was my, you know, was I too strong-headed? Was I, right. you know, mm-hmm. were we a, 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 a disaster from the beginning? Mm-hmm. You, you, you tend, did I miss the signs? Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong? And how unfair is that, if you really think about it? How unfair is it that it leaves us questioning who we are as individuals? I mean, yes, people. Do we want to take bad experiences and grow from them? Absolutely. But how unfair is it that we have to, I don't know if it's just women that go through that. Men, if you're going through the same thing, you know, with the opposite sex, we need to know how are you managing? How are you handling this heartbreak? How are you handling that your wife wants a divorce after how many years of invested you know, time and bond. How are you handling that? Give us a call. We want to know what the men out there are thinking. Call us at 631-629-8311 or give us a call at 833-689-5500. Now, so a lot of people may say, okay, so we're going to give you the time that you need, your grieving time. We're going to give you the time to get it out of your system. But really, is there a cap on that? Lisa, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, you just have to take it like everything else. That every day has its good days or bad days. But I think if you 
really I guess I just I don't think I have the answer to that right. to tell you the truth right and maybe no. there is no answer. No. And maybe you'll never get over, not necessarily the person, but maybe you'll never get over this betrayal. And no matter how much you move on with your life and you meet the Mr. Right, or as our couple shows ago, there is no Mr. Right. We don't know. Man, we really want to hear. Are you that Mr. Right? But you may never get over that. And I don't know. Is that Okay. Is it fair for it's us? It's not fair. It's not fair because um, we can't um, be consumed with our work or our kids. So we need to have a life. We need to go out there. But how do we? How do we start trusting? How do we start? Right. How do we start um, dating again? Right. Where do we go? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're younger, you you know you have different you know, um, arenas where you can meet and greet and, well, you know. nothing's happening in COVID, it. that's for sure. <laughs> but now, besides, uh, yeah, right. where do you meet Mr. Right? right? Or want to meet Mr. Right? Right. And then I can also think for the women and the men out there, when you get to a certain age, that becomes a factor too. Exactly. You know, does someone want to take on a woman with three, three children mm-hmm. does uh you know a single woman want to take on a man that's divorced with that's kids. with kids so it's kind of like no matter what everything that happens to us is life-changing whether we like it or not correct it just really is and is there a cap off time for us to get over the healing some people may say yeah it's been a year get over him already it's been a year get over her already but who is anyone to dictate what our hearts feel and whether this person, the significant other ex have moved on with someone else doesn't take away the pain, doesn't take away the pain. And even if you move on with someone else, it doesn't take away the pain. So people, where do we really go? How do we move on from this? How do we heal? How do we find closure? Can we ever find closure? And so, Lisa, going back to, you know, you feeling that you're carrying around this burden of emotions, that it's unfair that you've been chartering this year on your own. Do you have any expectations from when you find that moment of reveal where you're going to throw it all up on this significant past ex-other? Do you have what is your expectation? Because any situation you walk in, you must be looking for something to come from it. Or are you not expecting anything? What are you expecting, Lisa? Tell us. I just, I mean, he did apologize, but it was like really crappy. But, but why would you think an apology is an apology? Who are we to decide if it's crappy or not? <laughs> I don't think it was genuine. Okay. So what what is it going to take for you to make or it's not feel even that it is? an apology. I just want him to finally hear me. Right. But how finally. do you know he's really going to be hearing you? Do you feel a face-to-face? You said mentioned earlier that you'd rather choose that versus a phone conversation. But how do you know this person is really hearing you? I don't know. I just need to... Get it you out. need to get it out. Get it out, my chest. Let him know how I felt. Right. Whether, whether or not, it's just it's just a, something I need to get out. Is there a part of you, and I can only speak as a woman, is there a part of you looking for him to feel the pain that he put you through? Is there a little selfishness in there somewhere? Probably. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a show of great (laughs) honesty and transparency. And, you know, whenever you visit our show, whether you call or whether you're in studio, this is a real life situations that we're going through. This is not for makeup TV or makeup conversation, but these are real emotions that she feels, I feel, and you all feel, and the listeners out there. So feel free to just know that it's a safe place to come and talk. But there is a little part of you... I can attest to that. You know, I've been in past relationships and for whatever the reason they didn't work out, you know, again, go through the process, the anger, the confusion, the grief, and, you know, we can go on and on with emotions. But somehow there's a little part of me that just wants 
wanted to see you suffer just a little <laughs> bit. I just want to know why. I don't know. It's like, do you hear? I don't know if your parents ever say or as a teenager or as a, as a young adult, you're growing up and you meet all these affluent people or people who could... You, you could have become someone or you know this one right. is no regrets right? right but then you you think what if what uh-huh. if and you're like you always hear in the back of your mind no pun taken okay it's like you pick and pick until you pick shit garbage absolutely <laughs> and it's a garbage. podcast feel free we try to keep it pg-13 but i can't make you any promises out there folks okay sometimes you just have to let it loose but so sometimes and for the listeners who don't know what that means it means basically what lisa's trying to say is you spend so much time trying to perfect it that something good could have passed you by something great could have passed you by but we were so busy trying to check all the boxes he has to have this he has to speak this way and you accommodate that and you can accommodate and you accommodate and you adjust yourself you adjust your lifestyle you you give up your dreams and you say okay this is because of the family I, i will put this on the back burner because of such and such and then and then you don't expect this because right. you're like, oh, this is the goal we're going towards. This mm-hmm. is all I, I'm going to go over this person mm-hmm. rather not be struggle between before. But, you know, it took us. We're here. You know, we're going to get to there. Right. And then you're on that. You're on the path. And then he decides to divert from the path. Right. And then you're like, why? Right. I thought we were on board. Right. So that is my issue. And then is it... Why is it okay for you to get off board? Right. Get, you know. Right. And and for me, you know, listen, and for, I'm sure, a lot of the listeners out there, and maybe including yourself, you, you know, you can confirm or deny, but a part of us feel like something was stolen. We were robbed of something. And I think that's where the underlining anger resonates. Because you took something from me that I gave you willingly and lovingly. And you took it and you destroyed it. I can remember a story. I went on vacation uh, one time. This was probably, I don't know, maybe 20 something years ago. And I went away to Mexico, and when I came back, oh, I had a good time, by the way, tan for days, but that's besides the point. And I came back home, and my apartment was ransacked. Now, again, emotions. Mm -hmm. It's a trauma, you know. Where did this come from? And all I remember, it wasn't the fact of what they took that was of value or not. It wasn't the fact of, you know, Oh my God, thank goodness we weren't home and we were safe. It was the fact that I felt robbed. I was violated. Mm -hmm. I was innocently violated, especially when I left a trust knowing Mm -hmm. that I left my place in a nice safe. It's who is this person to come in and do whatever they want to do and leave without my consent. And that I think is the part that lasts the longest out of the hurt and the disappointment. How do you get that back? Can we ever get that back? And then the question is, ladies and gentlemen, do we even want it back? Because if that part of our lives have been so tainted, isn't it better to start anew? It is, but how do we get from that part to... I don't know. Maybe therapy helps. Therapy helps, people. Talking about it helps. Maybe finding, you know, people who have been through the same situation that can understand the pain and the loneliness and the sadness and the grief that we went through. Maybe that will help with the healing. And maybe not. Maybe it's just something that's going to be inside of us. And with time, it just has to reveal itself. So we just have to organically let it happen. But at the same time, you're still being cheated. 
We are still being cheated, folks. We're sitting around and we're waiting for these horrible feelings to pass. And we're still giving that bad situation life. Correct. And that is so unfair. Any questions, any thoughts, any expansion on this topic, folks, call us 631-629-8311-833-689-5500. Now, as a mom, as a parent, another part that a lot of people don't talk about, the guilt, the guilt of feeling that you let your children down. The guilt is, oh my God, if I move into a new relationship, you know, they're going to have a different last name than me. I mean, we think of it, folks. We just don't talk about it, but we think about it. So (laughs) true story. And we're keeping it very transparent here. As we're sitting here talking about Lisa's situation, guess who's trying to call her? It is the person that we're discussing. No names will be shared, but situations relate the same to everyone, wouldn't you say, across the board? Everybody's Jack is everybody's Tom, and everybody's Tom is everybody's Dexter. We all go through the same thing. And we really need to talk about it. We really need to get it out of our systems. We don't have to live in shame for a decision that someone made for us. And again, that's where that feeling of being robbed comes from. Wouldn't you say? I agree. I agree fully. So being a mom of three and for the moms out there who have children post, is that would be a great terminology to say post-divorce? Yes, post-divorce. Definitely. How are you doing as a single parent? There's no playbook. No. We're going to make that clear, folks. As there is no playbook to parenting, there is no playbook in being a D4C trying to continue raising. I can find that on Apple Music. Oh, well, Siri wanted to be a part of this conversation for us, too, apparently. Sorry, folks. Just a little technical difficulties in there. Siri just wanted to be a part of what was going on. She wanted to let us know she didn't understand what we meant when we said that we need to get over it. Um, so shutting phones off. Sorry, guys. But how how is that? What is that like as a single parent raising children? It is the toughest job in the world. Like to being a uh, <laughs> I it is the it's the hardest job. It's the hardest job. It is it is really really hard. Um, what I hate is that my ex seems to be the voice of reasoning now. Oh, so you're the bad cop. Yeah, is that where we're going with this? Exactly. It's like you know everything now. It's like mom is screaming and mom is this and mom doesn't like to talk about anything and. You know, I'm the bad guy. And I'm, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he knows how to talk and be a, a voice of reason. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, why didn't you stay and be a voice of reason? Right. Or that, he could be that, working overtime harder now to try to make himself look in a good light to your children. And that's what I think it's... And that's that's what I think he's doing. So he will be whatever it is. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me and listen good. And for those out there, listen really carefully with children. When relationships don't work out, okay, and we're not talking about the person that's left with the children. We want the attention out there for the fathers and the moms that don't have the children full time. Don't put them through the confusion. You must Speak in good light of the parent that has the child full time. Remind the kids of how wonderful their mother or their father is in taking care of them and being able to be there for them emotionally full time. Do not, and I repeat, do not. And however way you can find it in your heart to really think about this, do not try to work overtime to diminish or attempt to diminish what the other party had been doing in raising your children's. Just wanting to put that out there. Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry for the interruption. No problem. It's you hit the nail on the head. 
Yeah, I feel that he um, tries to be the voice of reason and he made a slip day um, some time back. He was like, well, you know how your mother is. And oh. I, that statement just like stung me. I'm like, really? Right. You know what you, how your mother is. Right. Like, like trying to say, well, that's the, hence the reason. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He does not deserve to speak that way. We are taking, and whoever this gentleman is out there, and if you're listening to this show, we are taking away your stripes. Okay? We're not diminishing you as a dad, but we are taking away any power that we have given you to feel that you're able to do this and to create more confusion into a household that you've left already confused. Would I be right to say that? We are denouncing all of your rights, not your parenting. We're never going to take that away. But you do not deserve to be spoken in good light for diminishing the mom who is doing the best that she can for her children in the pieces that you have left her and you're coming in to seem like a hero absolutely wrong and we don't agree with you and if I had a gong I'd hit it right now folks he gets nothing nothing so you know going back to the situation of you know the opposite parent I feel that you guys really need to step up to the plate do your part you know communicate with the other party that's taking care of the children full time ask them what they need how can I help you You know, and if you don't want to admit to your wrongs of how you've contributed, right? Because a lot of it is, you know, ego, right? You don't want to contribute or acknowledge that. Really, pull the other party aside and say, you know, and I challenge you to that for those listeners out there who know that you're that opposite parent and deep down inside, you want to continue making, you know, the life chaos for your kids and your significant other. But I challenge you today to take five minutes out of your day, call that other party and say, is there anything that I can do to help you? I challenge you guys to that. Can you do that? If you feel that, you know, we're talking out of context today and we're, you know, not fair and we're not saying things that are fair on both parties, please give us a call 631-629-8311 or 833-689-5500. And also, what about the kids? The kids who see how much of a vulnerable place this other party have left you in, whether it's husband or wife. Do they take advantage of that? I'm going to agree. Some kids will. Sometimes they, sometimes kids do. They will take that opportunity for you to just be, yes, I'll give it to you because I know that we've created this, you know, upset for you. And I'm going to say yes to everything to make you happy. I am willing to do that. Is that fair for you even as a parent? Because again, you've given all of your love, your emotions, your trust, your everything to this relationship. And that didn't work out for all you listeners out there. And pieces are left. And now here it is. You have not a lot of you left, right? Because you have to figure out what do I even like? What are the things that make me happy? Because I was so busy making the other person happy. And here you have kids coming along. And guess what you're going to do? The same cycle. Mm -hmm. And again, people, we're not psychologists or psychiatrists. We're just humans giving our opinions. But here comes the kid saying, oh, can I have that? Because I'm just so sad. And what are you going to do as a parent? You're going to say, I don't want you to be sad. Anything that not make you sad, here, you can have it. So family, dads, moms, pay attention to that. Because we really, if we're going to heal from this thing inside out, we have to create good foundation in our homes after it's left broken. So first thing is start with the kids. Maybe be stern. I don't know. Again, parenting, there is no book. You know, maybe be more of a friend. I don't know. Parenting, there is no book. But anything you want to add to that, Lisa? It's really hard because you tend to overcompensate. Absolutely. All the time. by You know, again, as you say, giving them this and giving them that. But in the beginning, you don't think you're overcompensating. You're just, you know, trying to make them happy because you know they're going to be but I would, uh, they, you know that they're going through um, not the same thing that you're going through, but they're right. going through hurt as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but I strongly believe that they all everybody needs counseling. Yes, therapy works. All that all that they, they said in the beginning, they didn't want it. I strongly believe if I had said if I had done or, or taken them to therapy, we would be in a different situation. Yeah, because I'm trying to have them structured and they they don't want it mm-hmm. because they have taken advantage they have broken the rules mm-hmm. and when I try to reiterate and say you know you know the rules from the get go I've showed you the rules these are my rules then this they throw it in your face and they say well, you weren't like, abiding by yeah. you, weren't abide, you weren't abiding by them. they might Correct. train of words here people yeah. but you weren't abiding by the rules for the last I don't know, a year, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you want to be this different person. Who are you? Correct. Right. Correct. So and now you're trying to regain, yes, you know, and yes. it's like mutiny, mutiny yes. everywhere. Yes. So it's like... Tough situation all around, folks, and we know that, you know, for all the silent listeners out there and for the people who don't share what they're going through, we know you're going through it, and we know it is a tough place with children. And it's hard to regain... Captain of your ship. It's hard. So what does that mean? Don't ever give up the seat. No No matter how hard the situation is that you're going through and no matter how broken it has left you, you have got to still steer the ship Mm -hmm. as the enforcer. Children need discipline. They need organization. They need guidance. If you feel discipline is such a strong word, I don't want you guys coming at me with discipline, but kids need structure they need guidance and i don't care what how amazing of a parent that you think you are how cool of a parent that you think you are i'm telling you pay attention to what's going on folks because we are the biggest contributing factor of how our kids will be in society now lisa we had this conversation the other day um in one of our past shows you know are you are your kids a reflection of how you've raised them so people this is just the point everything is tied in together you know you raise your kids well and they don't come out well i mean who what's our version of well right it's just what society tells you that makes you a great person it doesn't necessarily be correct but when they come out different does it mean that that's a bad reflection of you as a parent no However, situations like this, when they arrive, you have got to maintain the control. You have got to maintain the upper hand on things. Even for your own sanity, because you you don't want to come home with a house that's chaotic. Yes. You want a peace of mind when, when you come home in the evening. Oh, you just don't want to be that person to be yelling and screaming all the time because nothing is done or nothing is... Yes. You know? Yes. You want, everybody needs rules. Yes. To abide by in order to, to, to live, you know. Yes. Organ, to be organized or to be, to just be relaxed. Yes. Yes. And you made a very important comment about something that you were experiencing, you know, on, you know, the holidays, around the holidays that, you know, you were pretty much having a little mini meltdown or a big meltdown, call it what you will. But you were going through so much anxiety. So, folks, just think about it. Taking that anxiety, okay? You're already feeling that you're in this box, okay? And then now you're taking that, you're dealing with that, and you're coming in, and then you're dealing with the other anxiety that some of your children out there may be giving you. It's almost like you can't breathe. Correct. And basically, here comes that famous word again, the unfairness of it all. That when will you ever find time to heal? You don't have time to give to yourself. Or do we? Do we just say, you know what? Put a brakes on it. I don't care what is burning down right now. I'm going to make time for myself. Can we be brave enough to even say that? As parents, it's hard. It's hard. So, folks, we really want to know what's going on. How are you feeling about this? I mean... I can only imagine for the unspoken words. And thank you, Lisa. Lisa's coming in tonight and she's, you know, sharing her experiences and just her feeling as a woman and just as a human. But what about the ones out there that are not talking about it and they're holding it all in? 
I think we have to be selfish. Oh, I am with you. I think we have to be selfish because... Case on point, I was the one who delivered the child. I was the one who needed to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. How is it you had time, Mm -hmm. even in your busy work schedule... Mm -hmm. To find yourself in the gym every day. You mm-hmm. didn't ask me, can you watch your kids for a couple hours? Mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It you was know, just I, an automatic. It was just an automatic. Absolutely. You had time. Absolutely. You were selfish. You made the time for yourself. Absolutely. Always. You Absolutely. were in the gym religiously every day. Mm-hmm. 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 So we have to be selfish as individuals, as, 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 as mothers or women or... Amen and amen you know, to that. Absolutely. We have to... And, you know, I did it first phase. I would come home. I would lock my door. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'm just giving myself an hour. I'll go on the treadmill. I'll do whatever. But it only lasted for, what, maybe two weeks? Perhaps it was that anger that was driving you to do that. Making sure that I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to win this. But at the end of the day, we're human. Mm-hmm. And then you you hear them knocking on the door. Oh, sure. And then they were younger then, you know. Yeah. It, it's like you know, but now, now I see the the the, the distancing mm-hmm. with them. I don't know if it's a teenage. Well, thing. some of it is because you know, as a mom of three, my kids are you know a lot Me older <laughs> than your children. Um, maybe not by a long shot older, but there's also a transitional period just from a normal standpoint. You know, so that comes into play. But again, do we let them withdraw, folks? No, we really still need to have that upper hand on things that are going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I can attest to that. You so know, you have a reign of things. Yes, <laughs> I have a child that, you know, going through, you know, the transitional period of like teenager to, you know, later teens and some withdrawal took place. And again, there's no playbook. I didn't know how to handle that. I thought maybe the best way to handle that is to give them the space so they can figure it out. But then the reality is, I look back now and I think I should have done that a little bit different. So folks just listening out there again, we're not psychiatrists or psychologists and we don't have the answers. But, you know, we're human just like yourself trying to figure it out and we're trying to grasp, you know, the focus on things. So, you know. Kudos for Lisa, you know, feeling comfortable enough to share her story. I want to hear the other stories out there. Folks, feel free to call us 631-629-8311-833-689-5500. Feel free to leave a message. Um, you know, we'll be happy to address and help you get through. And and again, we don't have the answers as women, but I do believe women need to stick together. And it's funny Prior to starting this show, Lisa and I, we were chatting about, you know, of course, a celebrity. Of course, everybody wants to be a celebrity. But we were chatting in terms of, you know, well, I myself personally lost respect for two known male celebrities. And I think the shift took change when they were going through a divorce. We were chatting about that, Lisa and I. And... The way that they treated the person that have been in their lives for years, 20 something years or 10 years of dedication and how they were so quick to move on to the new person. Correct. But as I had mentioned to Lisa, you know, yeah, we're going to blame the guy. You know, he did this. What what a mean, horrible person he is for just, you know, pretty much trashing the party and leaving and not helping to clean up but I hold the new women in these men's lives accountable okay for some of the actions that take place during divorces now I'm not saying that the new person in you know your ex's life for the listeners out there you know has the answer to all and she can change you as a you know overall but the reality is if she is going to be the new woman in your life and she's going to be a stepmom or not, you know, or a woman figure or a, a, a mother figure when the biological mother isn't around, I think that there should be some things that she should not tolerate. 
And that is the treatment of any woman, regardless if it's her, what's the word I'm looking for? Her um, competition, to say the least. And we don't really like to speak like that because women should never be competing against each other. We are who we are as people. Am I right in saying that? But I hold them accountable for the actions of a father who has left his family. And if he chooses to be with you, kudos for him that he can find his path. And I think we all need to find our own happiness. And if his ex or, you know, um, his ex isn't the final piece of his life, we get that. But the new women out there, we are holding you accountable. We are holding you accountable because you as a woman should make sure that the treatment of the children are what it should be. Because you may not want to have kids with this man, but how unfair is it that you are living the lavish life on whatever terms or levels that may be, and we can say that you're living the lavish life, and it may not be about finances, but you're living a lavish life, a lavish life of emotion, free of pain, free of, you know, Um, grief free of anger because you're coming in and you're taking this person whether it be a man or a female and you're they're just so polished and they're so everything is put together but have you ever stopped to think how did they get there who was behind some of that so I'm holding you women out there you new women out there in their lives I am going to hold you accountable and I am not taking back my response to that. I'm holding you accountable. Women should stick together regardless of the fact if the relationship with the men don't work out and the same thing for men. Men should stick together. I am holding those new counterparts or those new partners. I'm holding you accountable for your actions. Um, just on an, another note. Um, yes. My sister is also divorced. Mm-hmm. And, um, not for For this, um different ideas or different way of, you know, dealing with things. Not the infidelities or anything like that. Right. Everybody divorces for different reasons. Yeah, and everybody yeah. thinks that you hear divorce, it's infidelity. People, there can be many layers to this thing. Okay? Correct. But, um, so my nephew travels back and forth from Europe and, um, to, um, to the United States and, um, she took it upon herself to thank mm-hmm. the person who's in her ex-husband's uh, life mm-hmm. and went to her and said, you know, thank you for taking care of him. Whether I mean, I know he's not your child, mm-hmm. but you're in my well, my ex's life. Absolutely. And, you know, he's there on vacation or whatever have you. Thank you for looking after him. Thank you for being that person and that's the definition of a real woman folks okay someone who's willing to put aside the pain from the past and create good positive foundations for the future thank you that is a true representation of what those women okay should be in these men's lives right now and I feel and listen we don't have the answers to all Lisa but I feel that if there were more women like that, right. there'd be less catastrophe. There'll be less bickering. There'll be less, you know, you're not going to get that and I'm going to make sure you're not. Mm-hmm. There'll be so much more less of that because they would feel encouraged on a positive level to do the right thing. Can I get an amen on that, Lisa? Amen. Amen and amen on that. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in, Lisa. You have been an amazing guest tonight. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it's not, you know, necessarily the easiest, but make a difference out there, people, you know? And if you see someone going through something, be a friend to ask, hey, are you okay? Because sometimes we just want to feel that we can be heard. And thank you, Lisa, for joining the show. Thank you to all the listeners, old and new out there. Again, you can always reach us at No Do Overs Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And you can give us a call at 631-629-8311 or 833-689-5500. We want to figure out this thing, folks. We want to understand what the layers of life is. 
divorce, love, happiness, happiness, <laughs> peace, and we can't do it without each other. So thanks for tuning in, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And we're going to figure this thing out. And Lisa is a beautiful person. So for all you single guys out there that are looking for a very mature and level-headed young woman, you can definitely give us a call at that phone number. And I'll be more than happy to introduce you. Lisa is a great catch. Okay? So thank you for tuning in. Remember, make a difference in whatever way you can. Next time, we will chop it up on our show. And we look forward to sitting again and we're chatting and we're talking and thank you so much for tuning in amen to that lisa good night love will always win and love is always out there for us and we're going to figure out how to capture that have a good night folks take care and thank you bye-bye